just looking for the members of the school committee. Jenny's here. Kathy and I am. Okay. So first of all, um, I want to welcome you all this evening. Uh, the mayor is unable to be with us today, so she asked me to start the kick off the meeting. Uh, and Kathy Kretz is to act as the secretary uh, because Melanie is uh, and Mia are both unable to make the meeting tonight. Um, as is typical, I need to start with the statement. Uh, pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12, 2020 order suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law, uh, GLC 30A Chapter 18 and the Governor's March 15, 2020 order imposing strict limitations on the number of people that may gather in one place, this meeting of the Medford School Committee will be conducted via remote participation to the greatest extent possible. Specific information and the general guidelines for remote participation by Members of the public and or parties with the right and or requirement to attend this meeting can be found on the City of Medford website at www.medfordmass.org. For this meeting, members of the public who wish to listen or watch the meeting may do so by accessing the meeting link contained herein. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately assess the proceeding. This committee of the whole meeting is to discuss the mission statement for the strategic plan for the Medford Public Schools. Um, Kathy, could I ask you to call the roll, please? Yes. Ms. Mufflin? Ms. Graham? Here. Ms. Vanzakou? Present. Ms. Mistone? She's absent. Mr. Russo? Present. Ms. Gretz, myself, I'm here, and Mayor Longo Kern is absent. Great. So there's four present, which is enough to make a quorum. Could I ask um, everybody to please stand and say the Pledge of Allegiance with me? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Okay, so this evening, uh, we started out your evening. Uh, I see many of the same faces and maybe a couple of new ones. I wanna uh, extend my appreciation for everybody uh, to be here. This evening, we're really asking, we're gonna split into groups that are uh, uh, elementary, middle, high school, and special education, as well as some language-based groups. And we're going to uh, set out uh, to explore whether the mission statement, uh, which is part of our strategic plan, really says what we want it to say. Uh, this was part of the superintendent's induction program to put together a strategic plan. Um, and now we're coming to the community and with our uh, staff and administration and so many of you who are here tonight uh, working to try and really say, is it saying what we want it to? Um, Superintendent, could I ask you to say a few words? Maurice, you're muted. Good evening, everyone. And thank you to one who has joined the call today. I'm really excited to um, be able to get back into the groups, listen to the feedback um, that's being given so that it can help to better inform our strategic plan. Um, so thank you for that. I do wanna give a few logistical 
um, pieces about the rooms today and the translation that is also available um, so that the participating members of the community know where they should be um, joining to participate in sessions today. So in group one, we have elementary schools and member Graham will be the school committee member leading group one elementary. And um, Ms. Suzanne Galusi will be the backup administrator supporting that work. In group two today, we have member Rousseau who's leading the middle school group and um, Dr. Riccadelli will be providing backup support for the middle school group today. Um, in group three, we will have member Kretz leading the high school group with um, Dr. Ching providing backup support. Um, in group four, special education, we will have member Vanderkloot um, supporting the special education group and um, Ms. Joan Bowen supporting that work in the special ed education group. In group five today, we will have um, the Portuguese speaking group. Um, Ms. Genevieve Young will be facilitating that group and providing translation. Group six will be Haitian Creole. Mr. Raul Bonbon will be providing translation in room or group six. Group seven will be Arabic. Ms. Maya Busan will be providing um, and facilitating the Arabic group today. And group eight, which, which is Spanish, Mr. Paul Texera will be providing um, translation in group eight, the Spanish group today. Um, I also just wanted to thank um, Andy Beck and Nora Priest for joining us. Um, they are part of the family engagement product project that Medford has been approved um, and is participating in receiving specialized training from the school and main group. And so I just want to thank them for being part of tonight's um, roundtable sessions as well. Member Vanderkloot, I would like to um, let our translators um, just announce in their native language um, what room they are in for the members of the community so they know and understand what was said. Uh, uh, that, that would be great if we could ask you to go ahead and do that. Um, Mr. Texera, uh, is he here yes. to kick it off? Yes. Um, May, would you start, please? Assalamu alaikum wa marhaban bikum. May Abu Hassan, Gurfa Rakam Sabah, Lug al Arabiya. Shukran. Raul? Moi, c'est Raoul Bonbon, c'est moi qui traducteur l'école publique Medford, et puis chambre par chambre numéro 6. Genevieve. Boa noite a todos. Meu nome é Genevieve Jung, eu serei a sua tradutora brasileira de hoje à noite, e a nossa sala será a sala número 5. Buenas tardes. Se alguém necessita interpretação em espanhol, elija número 8. Great. Thank you all for, again, for being here. Um, I just want to say one more thing. I wanted to make a note that the superintendent will be dropping into each sessions. Um, she wants to get a chance to uh, visit each one. So if you see her leave, please do not be offended. Um, her role tonight is to get an overview of uh, our discussions. Uh, and she will be uh, following up with all the notes that uh, we take as will the school committee members. Um, again, I want to uh, express my 
appreciation. The idea really, you know, to drill it down is, is to say, our, uh, does our mission statement say what we want it to? Does it reflect who we are and what we want for our students? So having said that now, if we could, um, we'll all be going off into our rooms and we'll come back together at the end. Thank you. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the rooms are uh, for you to choose where you wanna go. Uh, if you do not have one of the more recent Zoom updates, just stay behind for a moment and I will call out your names. Um, so we don't have everybody chiming in at once and I will place you in the rooms, but I will open the rooms now. And in your lower toolbar, you should see breakout rooms and Do we have an assigned scribe for this group? Uh, I don't know. If not, I'm more than happy to be that person. I'm not sure who the who the scribe is supposed to be. Neither so, am I. So if you wouldn't mind, that'd be great. Thank you. Do you, have, do you have the link and uh, for the notes? I mean, yesterday we didn't use the actual spreadsheet so if you just want to write them up that's fine too um, which would you prefer um i don't know i thought they flowed nicely in an email yesterday to be honest so that yeah might be dave did a good job yeah yeah. Well, uh, yeah so we'll just give everybody another minute to pop in Just waiting one more moment. wondering if that having the government access channel listed here means we're the group that's on TV. Yeah. So we probably shouldn't stay silent for too long. <laughs> uh, nothing worse than just blank silent TV. Uh, so thank you everyone for being here. Uh, we are going to um, go over the three questions we have for tonight around our mission slash vision statement. Um, some of us were here yesterday and uh, but that doesn't mean we haven't had new thoughts pop into our heads as soon as we got out that meeting. So um, if we could go around and just introduce ourselves, I will call everybody since Zoom still hasn't figured out that mm. it'd be nice if we all had the same screen. Um, so uh, my name is Paul Rousseau. I'm on the Medford School Committee and I'm the parent of a middle schooler and a high schooler, Miss um, uh, Riccadelli. Hi, I'm Bernadette Riccadelli, Director of Curriculum and Instruction. Miss Lou. Jody Liu, the assistant principal of the McGlynn Middle School. Mr. Downs. Hi, I'm Mike Downs, principal of the Andrews Middle School. Hi, Vivian. Uh, Mr. Tucci. Good evening, everybody. I'm Nick Tucci, principal of the McGlynn Middle School. Ms. Sue. Um, Vivian Sue. I'm a parent of a child, seventh grader at the Andrews Middle School. 
Ms. Layden. Hi, I'm Molly Layden. I'm the Director of Library, Media, and Technology for the District. Mr. Sierra. Hi, I'm Rocco Siri, uh, Director of Science, um, K-12. I'm not going to introduce the cable TV, but uh, <laughs> Mr. Colo. Hi, I'm um, Michelle. I'm on a, I have a sixth grader and eighth grade Brooklyn. Thank you. So um, our charge tonight is to, um, uh, yesterday we, we had somebody who actually shared the current vision statement on, on screen. Yeah, I can, I can try to do that. Thank you. Now, host disabled participant screen sharing, so I can't share. Okay, well then, let me see. Um, you know, I'm not a co-host, that's why. Okay, well, let me bring it up myself one second. Now it wants me to sign in again. moment. Okay. Member Russo, if it helps, I'm happy to share my screen. I can do it. Okay. Yeah, if you, um, you are a co-host, you can do it. Please, that'd be great. Thank you. All right. So, um, I realized after our meeting yesterday that I wasn't 100% sure this is the current vision statement or one that's been worked on already. And can somebody who knows the answer, I'm a bit embarrassed. I don't know that answer. So, so this is the mission slash vision statement that had been developed over the course of the past, I would say, two years. Of course, we're going to take the COVID time out. So there was a group of us that worked on the mission vision statement, the objectives, the initiatives um, for this whole strategic plan. You know, as I as I look back, I was I was on a team, as I mentioned yesterday, with uh, Nick, who is here with us today, Suzanne Galusi, Stacy Shulman, um, Su Susanna Campbell, Paul DeLeva, um, Peter Cushing. And I don't want to forget anyone, Maurice Edward Vincent, the superintendent. So there were several of us that worked as a, as a group on this. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, don't, I, I remember spending a lot of time on the objectives and the initiatives and coming up with the ACEs. My recollection is that we spent less time on the mission vision statement. Maybe it was because it was one of the first things that we did, but I, I think... I can only speak for myself. I feel like we spent a lot more time on the objectives and the initiatives. But the goal tonight really is to look at that vision and that mission statement and to, to see if it reflects what the, what the community is looking for. So it is a draft. It's something to work off of. Um, we, we had administrator input. We had some teacher input in this. And now it is our opportunity to get the larger community input on, on, on this mission vision statement. Thank you, Bernadette. Um, uh, so few of us, and I forget that this is the TV version, so I probably should refer to us by our regular <laughs> uh, professional names. Um, and uh, Ms. Perillo, hello. How are you? 
good. And what? And just for the uh, since we're on the we're the TV room tonight. So, uh, what is your role? My role is special education coordinator. Um, so I oversee two of our middle schools and two of our elementary schools. Thank you. And um, I recognize this uh, Miss Edward, <laughs> Dr. Edward Vincent. Um, if you want to say hello. Hello to everyone. Good afternoon. I'm happy to be uh, joining this middle school grouping and um, I'll be here for a little bit and then I'll move on to one of the other rooms. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we have Nurse Ray, if you'd like to just say hello. Since Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. So, um, so we have the vision statement here um, and um, I'll just read it. Uh, the Metro Public Schools is a caring educational partnership of school, family, and community designed to ensure that all students are afforded a safe and healthy learning environment in which they develop the knowledge, skills, and attitudes to reach their full academic and personal potential. This partnership is dedicated to providing all students with a 21st century education that will enable them to be lifelong learners and, contri and contributors to a diverse and rapidly changing world. Um, and so I, I feel like there are a couple of, uh, well, I, I, we shouldn't rehash yesterday, I suppose, because um, that might stunt conversation. But um, so the questions that we have uh, before us, we're in too many windows, excuse me, are, um, does the Metro Public Schools mission statement adequately describe the long range goals you feel uh, we should aspire to? Why or why not? And what changes or suggestions do you have? And um, many of us were here yesterday. So I, uh, for those of you who are, were not here yesterday, please do speak up. And we will not, you can just unmute yourselves. There's, there's not 60 of us here, so. Paul? Yes. Excuse me, it's Tony. Um, are there rules for how long people um, are to... Uh, take the floor and, and ask their questions because I'm the timekeeper. So I just want to make sure that I adhere to whatever format we set out to use. Um, I don't think we will need those, any rules um, just because of uh, the size of the group and, and my experience from yesterday's meeting, but thank you. Okay. okay um, thank I, you. If, if we could just get a five minute warning before we're going to get booted out of here though, because yesterday we were like, I think mid sentence. So okay. about how much time do we have to discuss this? Uh, we have 20 minutes per question and there, there's three questions. Okay. Um, and I will just say that um, last year when we did some of these, as well as yesterday, the first question was difficult to kind of get going. We then moved on to the second question and the conversation really got going. So we can flip back and forth between the questions. It's not like we have to get it all out right now on the first question. Um, so um would you mind if we heard all three questions sure from the get so that can oh. think about it sure and there they are on scoop i'll read them um so the first one um i just read um the second one is um does the vision statement adequately describe what you feel oh it's right there on the screen uh mps should achieve in the next number of years why or why not um and then the third question is, what key actions does uh, MPS need to demonstrate, sorry, need to take to demonstrate forward progress towards our vision in a number of years and in what time frame? So I, I, the, the third question, as I interpret it, is what 
specific actions or evidence, frankly, you would need to see to know that we are in fact making progress is how I interpret that. Okay. So if anybody wants to chime in a little, jump in. And if you'd like, I can rehash a little bit of yesterday. If that is what helps kind of grease the wheels on this. Sure. Um, so yesterday we had um, some conversation around the the fact that a mission and a vision, actually that a number of us certainly felt like that the, the mission statement and the vision statement are different things and perhaps should be separated. Um, the mission is the, why are we here? And the vision is sort of like, where are we trying to go? Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few words that were of particular interest to a number of people um, within the current statement. Uh, there's uh, There was questions around the use of the word contributors mm-hmm. versus leaders. And um, we, we that that would need to be a whole conversation of, into its, unto itself. Um, there was another word. Um, of course, I did just uh, recycle my notes about two hours ago. <laughs> Uh, there was there was another the, the use of the word fostering in the objectives was was sort of uh, something we briefly talked about and what that means and is that measurable um, and then there was uh, oh yes the uh, and uh, in the uh, environment which they develop the knowledge skills attitude and attitudes to reach their full academic and personal potential the word reach it sounded very kind of like final like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're not talking end of life here. We're talking about, you know, young people who hopefully aren't reaching their entire life's potential by the time they get through high school. Um, so that word and, and what did we, how we wanted to work on that. Um, others, other thoughts, some of, a bunch of us were here yesterday. So were there other major themes that I, since I threw my notes out, actually I have them in an email. Remember, Russo, one of the other themes that we did talk about was we wanted to maybe consider uh, seeing whether or not the core values actually aligned with the mission slash vision too as well. And there was some talk about, you know, seeing achievements, collaboration and support as being almost infused in this mission slash vision, but the equity piece was perhaps missing a little bit. And that was something also that was mentioned. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, certainly we want to have all of the aces, the, all of the objectives in some way or another reflected in either the vision or the mission, or if it's a combination statement. Um, we also had, um, I do have my notes finally. Um, we also had a, a conversation about perhaps spelling out what 21st century education means to us. Um, and perhaps just getting rid of that, that, uh, somewhat overused uh, slogan that means many different things to many different people. Um, there's no, uh, that presently we have nothing in this around social responsibility, um, you know, being uh, civic oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, a lot of our, our, our notes from yesterday were sort of like entry points into big conversations that we didn't have time for. Uh, but I also have a note about um, something about winding in something about 
individuality or about, you know, that everybody is a contributor in different ways um, and finding a way of making it about, you know, we're not trying to, to, to pump out, you know, cookie cutter adults. Um, that, you know, I think we're trying to create, uh, help create varied individuals. Um, and I mean, that's what happens anyways, but um, sort of to recognize the importance of, of every student being unique. An awful lot, and you know, this is how some vision statements end up being pages long. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I do agree that the mission statement and the vision statement should be two different statements uh, because mission is very different from vision. So I think that would be helpful. Mm -hmm. I find it curious, um, the two words that pop out at me the first time I, I read this statement is the word caring and also the word attitudes. Because are we are we helping to develop attitudes for our students, right? So that just, it just strikes me interesting. And then the, the descriptive word of caring also strikes me interesting because you can actually put many different kinds of adjectives there or no adjective at all. So the fact that you've chosen to put the word caring then connotes something a little different. Yeah, I, I, I guess when I when I look at that, when I look at educational partnership, to me that seems very clinical. And to balance off that that clinical meaning, to me, the caring kind of softens it. Um, and, and again, I, I just it, it was a while ago, so I, I don't remember where, you know, why those words were were chosen. I mean, I, I can say that we do want to be perceived as a as a caring um, group of educators. So, but no, I think that it's a very, um, it's a, an interesting observation. I guess my question would be with regard to caring, do you think it doesn't belong there? Is there another word that you think that would be better? Um, or no word at all? No. Right. So either you, you keep it to no word at all, because this is an educational statement, right? Because surely you want to be caring. Of course, you want to be compassionate. You want to be sensitive. You want to be, there's so many different adjectives, right? So the fact that you chose an adjective and that adjective is caring, then kind of connotes, why are you focused so much on caring, right? So then it would almost be better for me to just leave it out mm -hmm. unless you can find a better adjective to put in there, right? So I'd have to think uh, about that. Okay. I, I would, I would just also add, um, Caring, um, maybe this is just my orientation, but it also can feel paternalistic. Um, you know that we're going to take care of yet them. That that's the opposite of a partnership. Like yeah. I'm going to, you know, they're going to depend on me. That's not a partnership. So, um, you know, I take care of my children. I they don't they shouldn't and they don't take care of me. But they I do get, all. Well, I, I, I get plenty from that relationship, but children that become the parents of their parents, well, they spend their lives in therapy. <laughs> so, well, you know, 
But I would say the adults take care of each other too. So I don't see it very much as a parent child type of a relationship, a paternal. I do see it, you know, people care for one another. That's what we're called to do, regardless of status, regardless of, you know, many different things, right? So um, I don't know. I, I can't think of a more appropriate word at this point. So I would leave it out mm-hmm. as a mission or a vision statement, as a mission statement. Um, and I would probably look to develop a little bit more that latter part of just saying, I do want to somehow put in there uh, that we are diverse, right? And that you're right, Paul, we don't want everybody to be cookie cutter at all, right? We want essentially people to be the best that they can be given who they are. And we want to be able to nurture that, right? In partnership, what can we teach you? How can we develop your character? How can we develop your knowledge? How can we develop your skills so that you can go out into the world and do what you were meant to do for the better of the world, essentially, right? That's what I think of as a parent. And that's how I want to partner with my schools to say, how can you help me as a parent, help my kid be the best that he can be, she can be, they can be, right? So that's essentially what I look at as what the schools are here for. They're to partner with the community, but with other families to say, how are we going to make sure that our students are, first of all, growing up with the knowledge that they need? And what is 21st century education? Number one, how are we preparing them for the world that we're going to be launching them into in a very short amount of time? How are we going to make sure that they're prepared as best as they can with the resources that we have, right? Some families don't have resources that the school and the community can give. So it is a partnership to say, what do we need to do what we can do for the best of our kids, essentially is what I see. So when we look at the words, you know, knowledge, yes, skills, yes. Attitudes is really strange for me, right? Because of course we want our kids to have a good attitude. We want them to have positive attitudes, but that word is, it's a charged word, right? Almost like, you know, do we want to help them develop the right behaviors? Do we want to help them develop what? You know, character, I would like better than attitudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to uh, jump off of something you said, uh, Vivian, about partnership. Um, I'm just noticing that the partnership doesn't actually include students. Mm. And, I rec- and, and I think that perhaps that should be in there. And I recognize like different students at different ages, but, you know, certainly we're, well, we're in the middle school group right now. Um, and as the educators and well, probably, and anybody who has ever experienced children knows if the, if the child is not a partner, boy, is that fun. Um, so, you know, do we want to include them? You know, their voices are often, um, not considered heard, even though I feel like you all in your day-to-day professional lives certainly do hear students. Um, we don't hear, you know, I know out in the school committee, I don't hear about when the students get heard. I only hear about when they don't get heard. <laughs> um, so I don't know if we want to try to include So would that students. be students and their family? I guess when I look at family, to me, that includes the students, but, but maybe it doesn't. It needs to be, you know, students and their family. I think that's a good, I think that's a good, uh, good way to weave that in to, cause then of course, if, if they're completely separated, then it's like, well, wait, students are a part, you could kind yeah. of go round and round on that, but students and family, I like that. 
And I'm wondering, drawing the parallel uh, between partnership and instead of caring, maybe have a collaboration, uh, the word caring, have collaboration to draw that parallel from the mission to the vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think uh, the word partnership itself was once something, yeah, I know we're spending a lot of time on the words, but there aren't that many words. So um, when I hear, heard the word partnership today, one thing I wondered was, what do we mean by that? Um, because um, I mentioned paternalism um, and, you know, there are many other kinds of partnerships um, that I'm sure we don't mean. I'll just say that. There's, there's probably lots of types of partnerships in the world, but which we don't, that's not what we're looking for here. Mm. So what do we mean by that? Um, I particularly like the word partnership because to me, it defines a two-way street, right? So it's not one way where you're a taker. You know, somebody's a giver and you're just the taker. To me, partnership means you're collaborating and it's a give and take and we're working together. That's that's a healthy partnership, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe we define it as being a healthy partnership in that form, but I do like that word because at least to me, it connotes we're working together for the good. We have a common goal and we're working together. What do you have that I don't have that you can lend to the process, right? What, do you, what strengths do you have that will complement my weaknesses so that we can be a good partner for the best of the kid? So. I mean, the word healthy, I think fits nicely in there. Healthy partnership are... Um, that's the goal. The goal is always a healthy partnership, right? So yeah. I wouldn't be so bold to come out and say that we actually already have a healthy partnership. Yeah, I think uh, there are cases where that's true and cases where it's not true. I think it's probably, and you know, this is supposed to be for all of the students and that we're serving. Uh, so I think that's uh that's part of vision part, you know, like getting us to where that is just, just a given and a truth for every student and family. Excuse me, just to keep everybody on task, we've just crossed the 10 minute line, which means we have 10 minutes left for to discuss this question before we go on to the next. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> That's the question. <laughs> okay. Um, So let's see. I um, just offer, so I was in the high school group last night and one of the, we struggle with some of that same language and um, the word attitudes was, was something that actually several people found um, just difficult to understand and, and what that meant exactly. Um, and so they, we kicked around things like mindset and that didn't sit well either, but, and then we kind of got an idea of what, what the intent was, but it was just actually just the word that, that seemed a little tricky, um, in, in this specific statement. Um, but the second part of that sentence, which, um, we talked a lot about, which was the full academic and per, personal potential. And it seemed like that was, 
looked like it was an end, right? So we're talking about K to 12 or pre-K to 12 and that the full, we, we certainly hope that full potential has many years ahead. And so our, a lot of our role as educators, the K to 12 communities to actually just prepare students to be lifelong learners and to be able to just grow during those years there to, to, to the higher um, potential, but not their full potential necessarily when they're, when they're 16 or 12 or, or six. So um, we, we talked about that language a lot and um, we were looking more at changing that a little bit to be rather than their full academic and personal potential. We certainly again know the intent of that statement to be more of a growth statement. So something about, you know, to, to grow academically and personally or, you know, achieve academic and personal growth. In, in the learning environment. So it is something we talked about last night as well. Thank you, Molly. That's uh, good to know what's happening in other groups. And I, I realized that the different age groups might attract a different uh, set of individuals who will be seeing things differently. I'm guessing some of these things in the elementary school, you know, the, the conversation would be quite different. Um, I also was, uh, when you just said that, though, I also trying to think about something around, you know, the potential and the growth approach. Um, you know, I know for myself as a parent, I certainly hope that one of the most important things that my kids have by the time they are done <laughs> with me is that they feel empowered and that they have, um, um, that they, they can advocate for themselves and that, um, you know, I just think of that as, uh, as some of these things I think are uh, may cross cultural boundaries and require some sensitivity to to the various types of you know cultures that individual families bring. Um, um, but and, and you know when we were talking about uh, the partnership um, a couple of years ago, I went to a professional development that um, was offered to the schools. Um, around um, Haitian immigrants and the, the different educational system that they have there, which is that, you know, the school is like the authority, like the notion of parents apparently even having an opinion isn't really a thing. Like it's the school, you drop the kids off, they do their thing and the kids are delivered back educated or something. That's sort of a very broad summary that I may have uh, messed up a little bit, but you know, so this like notion of parental power, you know, the power dynamic between the family and the school is culturally, you know, different for different people. Um, and I'm sure that's true for people who, you know, were born and raised in Medford too. Um, that was just the context of that training. So I feel like, uh, you know, that's where I get a little bit like, what do we mean by partnership? Um, and maybe that doesn't go in the statement, but um, for families that perhaps do want to like, you know, I send the kid to school and they come back and I don't have anything to do with that. Um, I'm not sure we want to say that's not okay. Cause I think for some families, that's what they want. Um, so I don't know how to kind of walk that line. You know, I mean, for my own family that I know how I think and want, but that doesn't mean that that expectation is the same for many other families. And, you know, maybe we want to help families see that partnership differently. I, I don't know. But. 
Vivian, say something. I know you have something to say on that. Oh, I have lots of things to say, but I, I'll limit it to this. I think it, it does raise the point then, right, to say who knows what's best for a kid, especially if a family and a, and a school have differing opinions as to what is best, whether it's because of culture or not culture. I tend to think back to uh, when I used to work in special ed um, and we would have team meetings with parents and it would be difficult meetings. And I'd always start off in just saying, we want to work together. You, our goal is to work together. The goal is not for me to tell you what to do or for you to tell me what to do. We really want to work together to create a plan that's going to be best so that your kid succeeds. That's the goal. So let's work together. That's the partnership. And oftentimes partnership is not as important until there's a problem, right? If things are going well, you know, whether the partnership is working or not, it doesn't really matter as much as when things are not going well and when we need to rely on one another. If for some reason the kid doesn't want to listen to anything that the parent has to say and we have to depend on a good relationship with a teacher to be that parent at that time to help guide, then that's what we need, right? Or vice versa. I don't know. But, you know, that's the hope. Yeah. I'm thinking in a few ways that when we define a mission statement and a vision statement, we need to leave it a bit general in some way so that um, because it's the school's responsibility to be cultural proficient. Hmm. And so therefore that's the partnership. It's that's the two way street. Um, we have the, the statement, that we have, but leaving room with that understanding that there is individualism among students and families. Mm -hmm. And through the partnership, we find out what that balance is in the interest of the child and the child's growth. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, I, I guess uh, maybe I should have done a quick look on the, in the dictionary for what what is, what is a mission statement and what is a vision statement? A vision statement, I feel like it's sort of easier. It's, sort, it's like, you know, well, maybe it's not easier. I don't know. But, um, you know, being, I, I tend to want to have statements that are in some way measurable. And I don't mean quantifiable, but like you have a clue whether or not you're succeeding. Um, and obviously if it's quantifiable and you can get real math, to tell you you've succeeded, that's fabulous. But in education, that's in, not always an option. But, um, you know, I, I just like when we're done and we've got this vision statement, I feel like the mission statement, we're not going to, we're going to get to a mission statement. Like, why are we here? Mm -hmm. But the vision statement five years from now, we should be able to read it and be like, yeah, we have gotten there or we have gotten some part of the way there and here's where we haven't done well and we should change course or here here's where the vision statement was just wrong we just that was kind of bungled but if it's so vague or so unmeasurable we'll just read it in five years and be like huh well that's we wordsmith that nicely i i just i just want to feel like we've uh, set something up that is aspirational in a meaningful way. 
that's to me what the vision statement should be. But yeah, so just you know, one observation that I made last night when the whole group got together is we were the only group that that talked about creating separate vision and mission statements, and I and I thought that was I thought that was interesting because when I when I look at this, to me, that is what stands out first and foremost that that we need to do. Um, so I just I just thought I'd share that because no one else, no other group came up with that. Um, and it seems like even tonight, some of the feedback we've gotten is that that yeah, that should be that should be separated out. Um, and that's going to help drive us. That's going to set the stage. And that's why by forming this is it's really important because it sets the stage for the the objectives that we're going to set and then you know long range planning. We have finished 20 minutes of discussion about the mission statement. Does the group feel they should continue, like we're getting enough discussion about the vision, or should we switch to focusing more on vision? May I ask a quick question? Mm -hmm. uh, going back to what Molly Layden was saying about the words attitude, and you had defined it a little bit more about what you thought it meant. So... Ultimately, were you thinking instead of attitude, something along the lines of growth mindset, or had you come up with any terminology instead of attitudes? Um, so we had talked about mindset and didn't didn't sit well with that one either because it just it was just such a sort of a uh, a buzzword kind of a thing. Again, understanding the intent. Um, but it just wasn't a word that felt right for this either. Um, so then we, we actually just sort of rewrote this whole thing. We, we, we landed with it just being more concise and more of a um, sort of a vision and looked at more the mission being some of those pieces like those objectives, which were really more part of that mission and the, or the ways to get to that vision. So um, so we were looking at really look, we, you know, we talked a lot about things like um you know, creating an environment where, where students can could grow um, academically, personally, um, civically, you know, so we looked at that sort of environment. And then we looked at just providing that opportunity for students to go from place one to place two without there being a specific, um, actually more relying on just providing the environment and the tools and the students then growing from point A to point B. Um, so we, we didn't land with a better word, so we ended up taking it out. <laughs> um, but we did try attitude, moving over to mindset, and really just ended up taking that out, feeling like that environment and um, promoting that, that growth was really um, it, that attitude or mindset was part of that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, character. Yeah. Right, because yeah. we want to develop children with good character. That's right. Right. And character is is deeper than just attitude. Mm -hmm. um, but also going back, I mean, I think the essential difference between a mission statement and a vision statement is that mission is right here, right now, and vision is future, mm -hmm. right? So being able to delineate what you want to do right here, right now, and then where you want to go, I think should be two different statements. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah, I think... Uh... I think, I think we've really kind of landed on that pretty well in this group. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. good. Um, as so, for whether so to in, move on. In to, the interest sorry. of time, we should move to really talking specifically about the vision statement. Thank you. Ms. And what you want to include in the vision statement. 
I just wanted to jump in with something I know what I had written um, and it is vision related um, that um, well I mean you're all you've been in schools long enough to know that some children have barriers to success and I don't mean us necessarily but um, from a vision perspective I feel like we should say something acknowledging that there are barriers that that um that we can impact um and just kind of i feel like it's sort of easy to like say well we're we, you know we we are um fostering an environment um but that that doesn't speak to the individual child with a barrier at all um that's sort of like setting up your classroom to be the right way uh or the way that's most welcoming but that child coming into the classroom may or may not uh, be able to be welcomed. I mean, another one of our professional development series was on the, the trauma-attuned uh, classroom, I believe it was called. Uh, it was excellent. But like the student that comes to class with a traumatic, uh, having had a traumatic experience recently or um, with a traumatic background, you know, it isn't about whether or not you're you're a good teacher or a nice person or any of these other things. Uh, you have to actually do active things for them to be able to get through the barriers that they brought with them. It isn't necessarily that we, we set them up even, but the student may have brought them with them. Bernadette, I think you definitely want to it, say something. Yeah. So I, I, I hear what you're saying and what I'm, what I'm wondering is, does it strengthen what we're going to do if we, if we make, make a bold statement that we want our students to be prepared and, you know, well-prepared and they have the knowledge, they have the skills, but then in the objectives or the initiatives, then acknowledging that some of them are coming with the barriers. And then what are the strategies that we're going to, to implement to, to address that? So I'm kind of thinking about what, you know, Vivian's um, mode of thinking in taking the word caring out. So when you take that adjective out, you have an educational partnership. You've got a nice, strong statement. It's very direct. So I'm just following that logic here that if we make these very clear, strong statements, and then our support is coming in with our objectives and our initiatives, then we're, we're, we're getting at it. So it just, just my take on it. I, I completely hear you on this. I'm just trying to, um, just try to think another way of, of bringing that in. Yeah, I mean, the vision statement having a bunch of negatives would probably not, <laughs> that's not a good idea. I would agree with that. Um, I mean, and whether we, maybe we, I, I like that it's in the objectives and what are the initiatives to resolve and to, to not resolve because these are permanent long-term things the students will bring, different students will bring. But, um, you know, whether or not the vision includes something positive such as, you know, um, I, I can't, I keep getting stuck on the word barriers, which just never sounds like a positive word. So um, anybody else? I'm wondering if it's related to, to what uh, Mr. Tucci was saying earlier about incorporating the ideas of the ACEs. Because within those words of equity and support, I think I'm hearing what you were talking about and those would be the positive outcomes that we would be aiming for, for the students with barriers or who need extra support. I, I, 
Am I yeah. changing the focus or? No, no. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So do we feel like a, most of the statement is actually just a mission statement and that we don't really have a vision statement? I mean, I think that second sentence is geared more towards the vision, but it's it's not a fully developed vision statement. So, you know, I, I think the first sentence is more mission-ish, um, whereas the second is vision, but it, it both just need a little bit more development, I would say, which is my take on it. So, so Peter fa um, flashed a message that the room will, will close at 7 o'clock so that we can have a large group debrief. Um, do we want to spend the last 10 minutes talking about the third topic, which is key actions? What, what are key actions that Medford Public Schools needs to take to demonstrate progress toward, forward progress towards our vision? Thank you. Okay, so if we look at the ACEs, which one of those four do we need to work on most? Um, can we scroll down to support? Uh, I'm just trying to remember what it means in this particular. So if, if when you look at that triangle, so for, for those people who are educators on, on this call, and for those of you that aren't, you might be familiar with the, the Maslow Triangle, where on your base level, you're providing a safe and supportive environment. You're providing the bare, the bare necessities of what a child needs to feel comfortable so that he or she can, can thrive. So when you look at that triangle and you look at support on the, on the bottom, it's based on that mindset that your achievement at the top is going to occur once everything else is in place and, and the, the child feels, feels nurtured. So I know that that philosophy was behind the designing of that triangle and that acronym. So, um, When I read the equitable learning environment, um, the, the 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 bulleted list, um, well, it feels like it's um, an interesting. I'm sure that the original work that you did on this, there were you know 50 <laughs> in each of these things, and you mm -hmm. had to find a way to collapse them to some mm -hmm. measurable, meaning uh, reasonable list. Um, um, I guess I just get, I get stuck on measurability and I, I and to be clear, I don't mean like, is it in a database somewhere or 
MCAT scores, but knowing whether you're succeeding is important. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, the, the achievement gap one in particular, um, we probably don't have time to get into that here. Um, but um, that's, uh, I'd love to know how you all decided to include that one in that particular way. Um, 25 years of the Education Reform Act and the only thing that's happened is the achievement gap has grown. So I just like, what magic is there under that little thing if we clicked on it that makes us think that that's actually something we can accomplish versus something we are forced as educators to continuously say we're working on, even if the evidence doesn't seem to bear out that that's something we are able to accomplish. We have one minute. Mm. I shouldn't have ended on that. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's easy to assess whether or not we meet the needs of physical needs and academic needs. I think it's much more difficult to assess whether we're meeting the social emotional needs of our mm -hmm. students. So I think we need to kind of develop a little bit more. How do we assess whether we're, we're meeting that, right? And, and if the social emotional needs of our students are not met, then essentially the safe and supportive learning environment isn't happening. Your base, your Maslow base is not happening, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it could be in general, it could be because of what's going on in pandemic, it could be a specific event that traumatizes or whatever. But I think that's a much more difficult, um, you know, thing to mm -hmm. figure out. So I want to say thank you to everyone who has um, just come back into the main room. Um, I want to take some time to um, give each group a few minutes. Um, we're going to be able to play with the minutes and probably be able to have the groups speak for about five minutes um, or so. I know um, for some of our language groups, we did not... Um, Mr. Textara, I'll wait for you to um, notify me regarding um, the language groups if they'll be um, speaking out um, specifically. Um, Member Vanderclute, I know we ended up merging uh, the special education group with elementary, um, and then we had high school and middle school report out. If I were to say, um, I think elementary group has um, a lot of information to share. So I'm going to see if we can give about five minutes to high school, um, five minutes uh, or so to middle school. Um, they might need a little more time. I know they were having a, a discussion about wordsmithing and then we will um, work with elementary school topics um, after the other two groups have gone. So um Member Krutz and Dr. Cushing. Yes, 
Yes. So um, we had a great discussion. Um, first, we started with reading the mission statement and we shared um, we shared the draft that was um, shared yesterday from our group, um, which I will copy and paste into the chat today. Um, so um, the Medford Public Schools provide safe and equitable equitable learning environments that foster academic success, personal growth, positive relationships, civic responsibility, adaptability, and resiliency for all students. And that would be a draft mission statement. We, um, Ms. Shiroz Walker, she came up with the uh, abbreviated draft mission statement, which is simply a safe, equitable learning community that fosters academic success um, also, we talked about finding some alignment between the schools, um, and we also talked about, you know, how can we utilize the ACEs, and we would have to, you know, once we have the mission statement defined, then we could find a way to, you know, identify the ACEs in the plan. Um, I'm just going back here into some of the other notes. Um and we also talked about the fact that it's it's somewhat a flexible living document. And, you know, because we were in the in the pandemic, we had to become flexible, adaptable and resilient. So it's very important to, you know, to realize that this could be a living document. And um, we talked about finding ways to measure progress, um, collect data from students, faculty, community, um, we did talk about, you know, once again, um, the awakening of the inequities in the social justice um, task force that was formed and um, what are some of the objectives and the initiatives we need to review. Um, there has been a lot of word and word rewording. There are some additional things that should be added because of the pandemic due to it being a living document, you know, and what we found in our community was, you know, if if we we found a way to get everything done and it's you know it's a reflection you know with the community and the school um you know they're both involved looking at the data that we can pull from stakeholder groups um the support from everyone during the, t the pandemic the unity everyone did a great job we had the roundtable sessions during the pandemic and that helped us, you know, put together the, the distance learning plan and transition to the hybrid plan. And, it, you know, it's, you know, it was a full, you know, collaboration between the community, the school, um, the administration, it's everybody. And is there anything else, um, Dr. Cushing or anybody else in my group that would like to share? No, I think that uh, very effectively captured the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so um, we're all Dr. Maurice, thank you. Thank you, Member Kretz. Thank you, high school group. I would like to now transition to Member Rousseau, um, who was representing middle schools and was supported by the middle school administrators and Dr. Riccadelli as well. So um, Principal Tucci and Principal Downs, I believe. So Member Roussel. Thank you very much, Dr. Edward Vincent. Um, thank you to everybody on the group and our timekeeper and our note taker, uh, Ms. Lou and uh, Ms. Ray. Um, so um, we had um, some of our uh, conversation was, uh, was similar to yesterday. Uh, there seemed to be uh, 
again, a resounding that the vision and the mission statement should be separate. Um, that one is for today. What is it? Why are we here? And one is uh, aspirational. Where are we going? Um, there were a number of, uh, there were a few words. Yesterday we had three words that were particularly uh, interesting to the group as things to look at um, when discussing a, a statement, vision or mission statement. Wordsmithing is probably a guaranteed uh, activity. So the, the word attitude, which I believe the high school group yesterday um, had discussed, um, is a perhaps loaded word. Um, and uh, we didn't really come up with a good alternative. Um, and it sounds like finding alternatives to the words we dislike is the biggest challenge of them all. <laughs> um, there was some question about the use of the word caring and whether or not we should just remove it um, altogether. Um, it's not that caring isn't important. It's just that caring is sort of, well, of course, um, it's sort of a baseline um, as it should be, almost like saying it almost seems like, why would you say that um, kind of a thing? Um, although perhaps the word collaborative um, and maybe some other words would be good. Uh, there just needs to be a lot of adjectives that should be there. Um, and just deciding to select just caring sort of stood out. Um, the, the, uh, the partnership right now actually does not include students, although students are part of a family um, one suggestion was change family in that to students and family. So um, I don't have it in front of me right this second, but uh, so the three, three different parts of the partnership are the same, except that instead of just family, it would be students and family to really call out that um, certainly as kids get older, uh, their partnership can become uh, very, very active. Although younger students that are partners are probably much more, fun to have in class. <laughs> um, uh, we, um, we did talk about, uh, you know, the cultural proficiency and, and how important it is to think about the words in the statements um, that there is in fact, uh, there are, some of these words mean different things to different people um, and uh, from a cultural and from other perspectives too, political and values and all that other stuff. So we have to be very mindful of the words that are in the statement. Um, we discussed around the vision state specifically um, that we, um, oh, what we were talking about the ACEs, uh, we did uh, talk about um, that, you know, it's sort of relatively easy to assess whether you're providing the physical uh, needs and um, the academic needs. Uh, but the social emotional needs are much harder to assess and to know whether we are successfully delivering on those. Um, but pandemic or not, those are obviously critical factors to the students being able to access what we actually are providing. So um, uh, we didn't get too far in what a vision statement should say. Um, it, it seemed too big for the time we had. Um, and I don't know if anybody else in our group wanted to add anything. And I don't know if everybody has unmute, but um, I think that's all we have for now. Thank you. Thank you, member Russo. Thank you, middle school group. 
Um, I would now like to go to uh, Member Graham and men Member Vanderkoot who are in the elementary group um, session supported by um, Ms. Galusi. So um, take it away. Thank you. Um, we had uh, a, a good discussion. We actually had a good number of two participated last night as well. So we were able to, to build on the discussion from last night. Um, we did talk um, a bit about some of the same things. So really thinking about mission and vision being different and clear definitions of what both of those things are and mean to us um, would be important, uh, you know, as a grounding concept to make sure that when we think about how we're reacting to, to those statements, um, reacting in an appropriate way based on that definition. Um, we did talk about um, the word caring um, in that, in much the same vein that it sounds like the middle school students did, uh, the middle school team did. Um, we also talked about just the notion that the words and the order really matter and that the word equity was really missing from our mission statement. And the word diversity is at the tail end of the mission statement when really um, so many people view it as such a significant strength of ours. So how do we think carefully about the order and the choice of words? Um, and uh, certainly we talked again about the 21st century component um, and that maybe perhaps what that means in kind of current frame is um, thinking about being informed and eyes wide open and um, being focused on historical accuracy and um, how do we um, how do we meld all that together so I think we had a lot of good conversation around some of the words in particular that felt problematic um, one statement that sort of emerged out of all of that was preparing all students to change the world for the better. It's a really aspirational statement. Um, so um, I did put that in the notes um, at the bottom and I did try to capture some of the, even the chats that um, were happening as the conversation was going on so that they were there. Um, we talked, you know, we did talk a fair bit about the after school. Um, I thought there were some really interesting points raised. Um, as you may see on the, on the screen, there's a number of parents that are specifically um, concerned about that. Um, and, you know, we talked, a, we talked a fair bit about that, that issue being one of many issues that our district faces, but also a really important one in terms of um, it being perhaps a first issue and a real barrier to entry to participating in Medford Public Schools. So if you literally can't find care for your child, um, you can't participate here. Um, and there was at least one parent in the room who um, shared that that was their very real experience. So really thinking about how do we ensure that on entry, we are um, not putting up barriers um, that at, at times feel pretty hostile to new families um, and thinking about how do we, how do we move forward from there um, was certainly something that we talked about when we talked about like what actions can we take, what, what things should be, we be looking at accomplishing. Um, we did talk um, a little bit about the spirit of um, the, the spirit of the word partnership in the, um, in the mission statement as well. And we talked about um, the notion that partnership could 
could and maybe should be viewed as a way to solve problems. Um, and that that doesn't seem to be sort of the first place that we go to when we talk about partnership um, in the mission statement. Um, as I was reflecting, and this is just like my own comment, but as I was reflecting on the use of the word partnership in the mission statement, it felt almost um, like an out clause. It could feel almost like an out clause. You know, when I think about a, an organization's mission statement, it's about what they are there to achieve. And it's without like reliance on other organizations where, where in our mission statement, where potentially you could, you know, you could walk away thinking, we're sort of leaving ourselves an out. Like if you don't have a good experience here, it's because you didn't partner with us. And um, that was just something I hadn't thought about that before today, but it really sort of sat with me to say, what is, you know, how do we make sure that our vision statement is ours and about what we're here to do to serve the kids who come through our, through our doors and our walls? Um, and how do we, how do we reflect a mission statement that, um, doesn't put the onus of our success on somebody besides our system. So that was not just in our group, but it was just sort of something that was percolating in my mind as we talked. Um, and the other thing that we talked about um, that I thought was really um, important is that when we talk about X years, like we really do want to think about a strategic plan that takes even more than five years into the future, because five years happens in the blink of an eye. Like, Five years from now, my kid, my oldest will be in high school, and I never thought I'd see that day, but it will happen really rather quickly. Um, and then I think that the final thing that um, I did really appreciate was um, somebody said, you know, right now our, our mission statement is really passive, and a powerful mission statement is active. And I think that covers it. Can I ask a clarifying question? Sure. Um, so I work with the Parent Information Center because we're the first point for a lot of our families coming in. And you made a comment about putting up hostile barriers for families. Could you elaborate on that? Sure. So in our group, we had a good number of folks who are um, very engaged in the school system, really having almost no experience with us, except that their kids um, were in the after school lottery and are now on the wait list, which... Um, likely means that they won't get into the program um, and they are, you know, sort of coming to the realization that there are very few private options um, in Medford to, to support and service their kids, um, which is a non-starter for a, you know, a household with working parents. So that, that was particular to that issue of like, we're trying to, we're trying to come in and um, there are barriers to entry that, are in the way. Okay, thank you for the clarification. Thank you, Member Graham. Uh, Member I, Yes, I, I think, oh, sorry. The only thing I'd, I'd like to, to um, add, or really just to reinforce, Jenny said it, um, but when uh, one of our, the parents said, preparing all students to change the world for the better, um, it just really resonated with me. It seemed very much of a, a vision statement um, and it was, you know, something, it was aspirational. Um, and, um, but I think that, you know, for me that, that really right away it resonated. Um, and so I, you know, I really appreciated, um, uh, the participation and the discussion we had. 
Thank you, um, Member Vanderkloot. And um, in the elementary group, I want to say, I believe it was Dallas with an E, uh, who also uh, gave the wonderful visual image of a wonderful and, um, So I, I appreciate, I want to say thank you to all the parents and the members of the community that joined the conversation today to um, give us additional feedback, give us guidance, um, specific feedback in terms of, um, you know, what was just summarized about being more active, uh, thinking about the language, uh, rephrasing the wordsmithing. Um, so when we combine all of the information from both yesterday and today, it will help us to be able to work on crafting a more meaningful um, mission and vision statement for the Medford Public Schools. And just in reference um, to, you know, some of the concerns that were mentioned today, um, we, we do empathize with our parents right now where we know it is a challenge with before and after school programming. Um, we have heard you and we will continue to work as a district to see how we can um, think creatively. And I did jot down some of the names of parents who were, you know, saying, you know, try to come up with creative ways. And so we're definitely open and willing to try to come up with creative um, fixes because um, we do want Medford public schools um, to be able to service you and service the needs of your whole family. So um, again, I wanna say thank you. Thank you to all my administrators who are on today who supported um, co-facilitating, scribing, timekeeping. Um, thank you to the school committee for um, running all of the sessions that took place today and giving us this opportunity. I wanna also say a special thank you to our translators that were on the call and prepared uh, to support the community with translation. Um, again, very appreciative and very thankful for that opportunity today. So thank you, uh, Superintendent, and our thanks from the school committee as well to uh, everybody and to uh, the parents, the staff, the administrators who all uh, made time to do this today. Uh, could I have a motion to adjourn? Motion to adjourn. Seconded Second. by? Jenny, did you second it? Yes. Great. Uh, Kathy, could you call the roll? Yes. Ms. Graham? Yes. Ms. Kretz? Yes. Mr. Russo? Yes. Ms. Ms. McLaughlin's absent. Ms. Mastone is absent. Ms. Van de Kloot? Yes. And Marilyn Khan is absent. And, and um, just just as uh, I asked you to call the roll, Kathy, I see in the chat, uh, it says, before we leave, can I ask what is next? Where does this conversation go? Will there be follow-up? And uh, so I think we want to say, yes, there will be follow-up. We're not quite sure exactly uh, what type now, um, but um, we will be making sure that uh, it is well publicized. Um, and um, so that we can continue our conversations. So everybody, good night and thank you. Thank you, have a good night.